everybody and welcome to Guys on Gaffer. My name is Joel. I'm Abhishek. And we are trying out a new format for our content um, and hopefully it will work for this season. So um, what we're going to do is we're still going to be doing our longer videos every few weeks, but they will be every few weeks. Um, we're going to attempt to do this every game. We're going to do just a Game Week Reactions video. So this is our Game Week 1 Reactions video where we talk about our scores, our brief Game Week 2 plans and the things that uh, stood out to us in the week. So each of us will bring one or two points. We'll try and keep it nice and snappy. So the idea is we bring out more consistent content nice short snappy content that really keeps to the kind of key and important events of, of the weekend we won't be able to cover everything so if there's stuff we don't talk about then um you know we can't cover everything in in such a short space of time we're aiming for half an hour let's get cracking yeah. um abhishek take us through how yeah. you did in game week one yeah i think um, scored 65 points um, pretty happy with it uh, my team uh, played a 3-4-3 formation team my, uh, with uh, my Plymouth double up Hazard and Mumba scoring 16 points. Expected a bit more from Hazard, but Plymouth did not concede a goal in the second half of the South field. But happy with the goals, uh, goal scored by Mumba. What a goal. Mm. Blistering pace. <laughs> Disappointing that Huddersfield players, nobody didn't do anything to him. I just allowed him to run the whole pitch and score the goal <laughs> just there. so that's pretty weird from Huddersfield and I think Warnock will not be happy with that uh, my two other defenders are Ragnar Castello and Manning um, they provided me a total of seven points disappointing to get see Manning received a yellow card that's first half in the first half it really sucks to say that <laughs> But yeah, we move on. Uh, in the midfield, we I played a four-man midfield. So my punt, Jair, who played it. it's a nice uh, little five points from him. Was that, bo that bonus? Yep. Um, two points, uh, bonus three points. Uh, the only shot on target apart from the Wilkin goal was his. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, in terms of bonus, he was bound to happen and really good uh, class. Uh, signing from Preston, this guy. Uh, Sinister didn't do anything today. Uh, really dis uh, disappointing with that. Um, come on, Tella. Why? If, uh, such. Uh, Tella got me seven points. Uh, I'm not talking about that Armstrong goal. It was Tella's goal. It's not Armstrong goal. It sure did touch him. It did touch him annoyingly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Dewsbury Hall got me a nice 15 pointer, the highlight of this uh, highlight of Sunday so far uh, for my team. Now, moving on to my three forwards, Spiro only got me two bonus points. And after the showing that he did, uh, uh, after Swan, the showing that Swan's against, he did, uh, I am going to run with it because a lot of other players, uh, Armstrong captainers, got only six points. So I'm just behind by two points. Uh, that is four points in terms, so I'm happy with it. And uh, Nisbet missed a lot of chances, clear cut chances. He got one is one with the goalkeeper and hit it straight to the goalkeeper. Really bad. Uh, so, and uh, I don't know about um, Bradshaw whether he is injured or not, but uh, Nisbet seems to get the nod ahead. He's the number one striker, and think I'm thinking if Millwall play four two three one formation, if they play four four two. Then probably him and Bradshaw will get the nod. 
and Sims didn't do anything much either today uh, with two points. So overall, 65 points. The only leftover points on my bench are Davis points, which I'm not too disappointing with that because I'm not. I was never going to start with Davis in the first place. So. Apart from that, I have pretty much nailed my bench points with Ingram zero points. Began did not start. Uh, Luo got three points. So yeah, sixty-five points. The overall ranks is I think updated till yesterday. So it's one point one k. Today's points haven't been updated, so it will be inside hundred k. Inside thousand k. A thousand k. Inside one k. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inside one yeah. k by tomorrow morning, I guess. So yeah, that's yeah. me. Cool. On to my team. Um, 70 points, just a little bit better. Um, not much to say about the defence. They all got half a clean sheet. Um, Dieng, yep. Rankin, Costello, Key and Manning. Uh, midfield three of Sinistera, Ward-Prowse, Vice-Captain, Jusby, Hall and Roberts. I was really encouraged. I only saw the second half of the Sunderland game today, but I was encouraged by what I saw from Roberts. He was um, looking particularly good from, from the dribbling standpoint, which is probably why he got, got some bonus and, and he also created a few chances in the first half. Um, I believe yep. GSB Hall was fantastic towards the end of that game as well so that brace was was very welcome and the ward prowse assist was also very welcome late in the day having uh, tried to find an extra 0.5 to get him over Teller so it was needed I have to say in the front three yeah pro disappointing he didn't get anything but we'll take the two bonus points consider all things considered it's only two points behind Armstrong now so that's that's okay mm-hmm. Nisbet disappointing looked like he had his chances um, I hope he will stay in the team you never know when there's yeah. a three-game week with the midweek fixtures. He, he could be a bit of a risk with Bradshaw there if they're only playing one at the top. But I'm really pleased with the Yates yeah. pick. Jerry Yates' yeah. nine-pointer is um, really, really nice considering I've kind of rated him as a pick kind of all pre-season and I've wanted to pick him and he's a bit of a differential. So that mm-hmm. was a nice nine-pointer. Also bench Davis. Not so fussed about that. I was always going to bench him uh, in this fixture. Um, obviously, I'll be starting him most weeks though. Um, it's just a bit annoying that Castagno is getting off the bench. I've actually checked my overall rank. Um, it has just updated uh, a few minutes ago, um, and I'm down to 1.1k um, rather than 713 on there. I think it's all the bench points, unfortunately. Um, but I'm actually feeling quite optimistic. You know, I think some things didn't go go my way with like Mumba yeah. and Loser, but I'm actually feeling quite optimistic about this season, and I'm feeling quite good, even though 70 is, av- I'd say, an yeah. average start to the season. Yeah. So that's me. Um, and David, even though he can't join us in person um, or on the call today, um, he has sent in some video footage of him. So um, here he is with his game at one score. Hi guys, nice to uh, see you again, or at least being in the video. Um, hope you had a good uh, preseason and uh, that uh, you've had some uh, good episodes. Uh, I just came back from uh, my trip to Canada, which was amazing. We had such a good time with my family and I, yeah, I will uh, love to talk about it more uh, when I get back on the pod on this, this week. Um, yeah, so we are doing some, uh, uh, a bit about uh, gimmick one, so I'll just talk about uh, this a bit. Um, so I can talk about how many points I have first. Uh, I've had a good week uh, and uh, as we speak, the Leicester game is finishing. Uh, so I have, uh, I would say, around 75 points now, uh, with uh, Dewsbury Hall scoring two goals uh, just now, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, my highlights from this week were Mumba with 12, 12 points uh, and Lusa with uh, 15, which was great. Uh, and I also had uh, P- 
Perot captain with like eight points, which was okay, and Armstrong nine point uh, VC captain. So I'll take that. So at the moment I'm uh, uh, ranked two uh, two hundred thirty six. Uh, but I, I will also say that uh, <laughs> as uh, as Abhishek pointed out in the chat, I have uh, row ten pointer on the bench. So you know me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, this uh, week I have just Sinistera to go in, uh, in the game and also I haven't seen but I hope they don't sub on Castagne because he, uh, if he doesn't I will get uh, Smade off the bench which was like uh, calculated <laughs> I can say now but uh, I hope he does something off the bench if uh, he does that uh, so yeah that was my uh, game week so far and I, uh, I'm very happy with it so uh, let's roll on to game week 2 Alright, so the plan now is, and David and I have got two points to talk about, and Abhishek has got one point, one slightly longer point. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to do mine and David's first points, then Abhishek's point, and then uh, mine and David's second point. So we're going to cut straight back to David now for the first thing that he would like to, to mention that stood out to him from game week one. Uh... And uh, then there's two things that I, would, I was uh, have seen uh, in this week. Uh, and uh, the first one was um, one of the players I got convinced by Lewis to get uh, uh, late in the evening <laughs> in the chat, which was a dozy from uh, Southampton, uh, which I didn't know much about, but I saw like a video clip of him dribbling some people and like being almost like Saint Maximan uh, like. Uh, and uh, I haven't watched uh, any games this week or highlights, but. Uh, Watching the chat when uh, Southampton plays, uh, he uh, sounded like he was uh, doing very well and dribbling and uh, getting into good positions, uh, just lacking the end product this time. Uh, but uh, I'm very happy to own him and I will keep him. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, very happy with uh, that uh, pick, uh, and I hope he does well. Seems like he's going to uh, have a good season, uh, judging by just one game of course. But uh, I'm uh, very excited to see what he can do. Cool, thank you, David. So yeah, I, I even though he didn't see the match, having seen the match, I do agree with what he said. Um, Adozi looked very, very lively um, on the left wing, played very, very well, and is one to keep an eye on. So yeah, um, we'll go on to my first point now. Then, so um, I've left my team on the screen, even though I should change it. Um, but you'll see that I have ranking Constella in my team. But kind of middle of Friday, I had Mumba in my team as well instead of Key. And I decided I wanted to upgrade Teller to Ward Prowse. I needed to find 0.5 somewhere. So it was going to be one of ranking Costello and Mumba out for Key. And obviously I picked the wrong one, so I'm eight points down on that one so far. Annoying. Um, my justification at the time was that, um, you know, I looked back at Mumba, some of Mumba's heat maps from the end of last season and some of his stats. And I just thought Plymouth, newly promoted team, he probably won't be able to keep it up this, this season. Um, but one of the mistakes I made was not considering the fact that they were going to play 4-3-3. Because um, I was looking at him in a 3-5-2 system rather than him being in the front three. So a lot further forward. Um so the question is, have I got it wrong? Have I not got it wrong? We'll see. One of the things that I'm hoping, though, is in the next two, um, Mumba has got two tougher fixtures. So Watford away and uh, Southampton. I um, can't remember if that one was home or away, but two tougher games. Whereas ranking Costello has got Rotherham away and Hull at home, so two easier fixtures. 
So um, we'll frame kind of the stats and the, and the stuff I'm going to go through now with that um, and bear that in mind because obviously it's a tougher fixture for ranking Costello this week. Um, and in this tougher fixture, his, his heat maps show him. Um, there's a big kind of red splodge kind of about 15, 10 yards into his own half, um, whereas Mumba's big splodge yeah. is about 10 minutes into the opposition half. Um, <laughs> and ranking Costello really didn't get forward that much in terms of expected goals, 0.09. Um, so he had one block shot basically and didn't offer much in terms of creating chances so in terms of bonus no key passes um, no successful dribbles um, and a couple of defensive actions but that that's it so not really great for bonus but it was was a tougher game for him um, and after Blackburn scored the two goals obviously they were going to sit back a bit deeper as for Mumba, he had 0.77 expected goals, um, probably mostly coming from that chance, though, to be fair. He only had one other shot in the game, which was off target. Um, but watching the highlights, um, I did think he looked absolutely electric, to be honest. There were times where he looked so threatening. Yeah. He was causing the, the Huddersfield right back so many problems. Um, and his goal was really well taken, even though the defence parted like the Red Sea. <laughs> um, and it was, you know, yeah, really not great defending. It was well taken. And I thought he looked absolutely fantastic. Um, he had two key passes, two successful dribbles. So a good performance from a bonus standpoint as well from him. And um, if we're just basing it off of this game alone, it looks like he's the better option and I got it wrong. I just hope that Ranking Costello will will show up in the next two and Mumba will have a couple of blanks in those tougher fixtures, I think. In terms of where to go if you're on Ranking Costello, I think it's assess the next two and see how he looks and if he has an improvement. If not, he's one to move on, be it to Mumba if he looks good still or up to a Cody Dramo if he's back fit or, or someone else. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for them for my first point. Um, Abhishek, do you want to do your your big point? Yeah, the main thing is that after all the matches that we have seen, the all apart from all those things that David and you discussed, the one thing that really um, catch my eye is the forward position uh, and. All the budget forwards doing well, the likes of Broadhead, Whitaker, mm. getting goals, uh, Ugo, uh, Leonard, all from Blackburn, but I don't think Leonard will play. Keane, Dilla, all these six million forwards, they are doing well, and they are key integral of the squads. It seems like whether um, they, I mean, how they, how the teams attack. They are very much central to it, so I wouldn't mind. I have, I, at the start of the season, I was thinking that whether I should go with two budget forwards up top and have one premium forward uh, like Akpom or Piro or uh, Vardy or Armstrong, one premium forward and supported by two budget forwards. But in terms of uh, maybe you can say. My budget points seems to be from 6 million to 7.5 million. So in that category, a lot of forwards come to party, especially the like, depending on the fixtures as well, but really like the looks or look of Broadway, Whitaker, and maybe from one of Akpom and Piro to start the forward, to start uh, set my forward three and invest a bunch of the money in the midfield because we still don't know what will happen with JWP. 
we still don't know what will happen with uh, another uh, we still want to own mv um, vidigi because he looked uh, really good uh, in for leicester we still want to own that stoke midfielders uh, i think uh, vidigal looked really good uh, for stoke so these type of midfield players cost what about upwards of 7 million uh, 7 million 7.5 to 8 million i think uh, i'm not sure about the vidigal price Not sure. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's six point five, so that's nice. Mm, but the likes of yeah, but mm, likes of Lauza is seven million. Dewsbury Hall is seven point five million. So Mavididi mm, is nine million. Uh, if I mean, if Watford does look like the Watford of old, I mean, he, <laughs> Ismail. said it very well that this 11 was there last season so it's just the change of mentality <laughs> he started firing shots to the, to the previous managers as well so if what would look like playing the watford that we expected them to be then i think the likes of bio can be another option in 7.5 million forward so it's really uh interesting to see where we go because i am seeing much preference is giving to at the likes of acform and piro owning both the likes of acform and piro that may not be a right call if a uh, certain jwp stays and if you want to own mavidity and the other hype matella stays likes of tella stays jwp stays alcara stays it doesn't go you preferably want to own those players if you want especially because uh, with the likes uh, if you don't want to go armstrong as well and if che adam stays i really basically what i'm trying to say is if the southampton lads stay you need money to own them so you basically need your budget forwards to um, be a good way yeah and plus what i'm seeing this season is that all the sides are really much well balanced in terms of squad quality so there are a lot of options unlike last previous seasons there are a lot of options in forward options in midfield options and with this with the afl guys and the gaffer guys pricing them accordingly <laughs> pricing really lot of budget forwards it's really fell into our lap so i don't really it, it would be interesting to see whether uh, this form continues and on the how way we going to go because i really don't mind setting up uh, making a gaffer team with three forwards with two budget forwards and one premium forward and invest all my money in defenders and uh, midfielders because defenders cost a lot of money if i want to own a defense say drama the likes of drama ranking castello then i need money so if i can set my three forwards up then i don't need i have i what i don't need to think about it throughout the season so mm-hmm. just need to think about what i'm going to do in the midfield and the defensive options so i'm really in, uh, it's really in uh, really happy for the forwards in terms of forwards uh, i'm really happy because their budget price they're scoring goals they're really integral part to the teams so it's not like they will perform one week and not perform another week these they are the only guys that will score the goals for them i mean hardy all the front three scored for plymouth 
Uh, mm. Broadhead scored and assisted. George Hurst scored, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, Ipswich budget for two budget forwards scored. Same much, same thing. Bio for Watford as well. So, Hull um, Jellab uh, finally starting to find his scoring boost. <laughs> so, Wilkin also for Preston. Uh, so it's really uh, important to take a note of it because why would you spend uh, so much money for the likes of um, to own deal both to own both? I'm not saying don't own Ekholm or don't own Armstrong. I'm saying if we don't if if we don't own both of them, just one because Ekholm will be a transferred in game week two. That he will be the most transferred in guy. Apart, yeah, because he is fit. He make he made it to mm, the bench. People yeah. don't need a, his presence because mm. they looked uh, nothing in the up front. All those mm. flair players that are there, they need an at home kind of guy to score the goals. Otherwise, they're gonna struggle. So yeah. yeah, that's what I find really interesting from this game. Is one that the four there are a lot of forward scoring this season and that start of the season and becoming really integral part to their success for their sides yeah we'll have to see if it carries on um they've all started very well but it's only going to be one you never know they might go a bit cold so but yeah if they are going to emerge as consistent options and that will be really interesting and really helpful for a lot of our budgets um yeah right okay on to my second point um no david second On to David's second point. Take it away, David. Um, yeah. Uh, and the second point, which uh, I've seen uh, this week, is uh, there's been lots of goals, <laughs> very many goals, uh, and less clean sheets, uh, which we are kind of used to in the championship in a way, but uh, especially this week, it was lots of goals. And if uh, one game is uh, something to judge by, uh, it doesn't look like uh, we will get the season with uh, lots of clean sheets. And I've seen people talk about boosts uh, before the season, but uh, also now that uh, the park the bus boost doesn't look as good as it uh, maybe did before the season. Um, so yeah, I uh, I'm at least not looking to play that if this is going to be the case. But you can always talk about yeah defenders getting attacking returns, and we have seen that this week, of course. Uh, but um, that will mean to have like some good returns from uh, Manning or uh, Castanio he's going so Ricardo that people have uh, and uh, people have high hopes for Key and Ashby so there's many opportunities but doesn't look likely that uh, the points will come from clean sheets in uh, that boost so but we will see uh, so yeah those are my two points that I've seen uh, from very limited <laughs> uh, yeah, exposure to games because I've been on vacation. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into more of the highlights and stats for the game weeks and the season going forward. So yeah, that was my two points. All right, thanks, David. Yeah, lots of goals, not many clean sheets. Will that continue or is it just a case of teams kind of not really, you know, having figured out how to defend properly yet. And may maybe things will get better, but I don't know. Maybe it will be a sign of things to come. Lots of good attacks in the league this year. Um, 
Right, my second point, which was Leicester Coventry. I just wanted to talk about that game, really, um, from both teams' perspectives, because I, I saw the vast majority of it. I think I missed the first 25 minutes. Um, but I saw the rest of it. Um, and it's a really interesting game, actually. Really um, kind of topsy-turvy game. Like Coventry, um, I think first half, Coventry just counter-attacked really well and looked very, very dangerous. Um, even though Leicester had kind of more of the ball, and they weren't actually that threatening, and 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 Leicester were always kind of very very sorry, Coventry was very very dangerous. Um, but then in the second half, really again, Coventry came out of the box really quick, got the opening goal, Fumit Fadzian from a fantastic Hamer cross. The game really changed as soon as Coventry took off Gustavo Hamer and Sims and one other person. Um, Hamer was running the show really, but he has you know just come back from an injury. It's possible his minutes are being managed. Since then, Leicester were relentless. Coventry were a bit open as well. They played a bit more open than I expected them to, given their 1-0 up. Um, and Juice Bihor ran the, ran the show. Um, Ian Acho made a difference. I mean, I mean, Jamie Vardy was, was next to anonymous the whole game. I don't think he had any chances, really. Um, and he was hardly yeah. involved. <laughs> so, you know, Ian Acho coming on helped there. And Dennis Pratt obviously set up the Juice Bihor header. So... Um, it's a game that was a bit interesting for Leicester. They kind of got away with it a bit because they were very unconvincing for a lot of the game. Um, but just in those last 15 minutes, they they were pushing and pushing and, and broke through on, on two occasions. Two fantastic Jusby Hall goals. Didn't know he could head a ball like that, Kieran Jusby Hall, <laughs> for the first goal. And the second goal was a fantastic finish. Ellis Sims. Now, I do think Everton fans overrate Ellis Sims generally, and he is a very good level championship striker, but he's certainly not a Premier League striker. And he was he was a bit frustrating to watch today. Um, he he didn't he's a good finisher, but he did not hold the ball well today. He did not look confident trying to take on a man. Um, he gave the ball away far too many times. He was dispossessed far too easily on too many occasions. He's going to have to be a bit better than that. I mean, Victor Giocaresh was fantastic at getting the Coventry team up the pitch. It was instrumental to a lot of their counter-attacking goals. And a lot of the counter-attacking threat that they possessed today was not so much because of Sims, but because of the players around him who were very, very impressive, like Gordon and Eccles mm. and, and such. Um, so I think Sims has got to work on his all-around game quite a bit. He, he can finish and he will score goals for this Coventry team. Um, and he will be a successful signing, I think. Um, but I think there's a there's a lot to improve on there, from his standpoint. Yeah, I think what I can say is that whatever teams he has played post Coventry, pre Coventry or post Coventry, whatever, may have but they didn't do the counter-attacking goals that Coventry scores. Sims hasn't played in that system for quite a while, so I think he needs to up his game in a similar way so that. He can score those goals because as you said because every other players are accustomed to it the only guy that was missing there is victor if victor mm-hmm. was there leicester would have considered more goals because they were creating chances for him especially in the in the counters so if victor was there should have had what one goal at least uh to what mcpherson had scored and this, the, uh, another thing is that I want to ask is that indeed he started at number 10. Yeah, yeah, he did right. With that. Yeah, he did all right. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that selection, really. I mean, I mean, did he, I mean, he wasn't brilliant, but you know, I, I wouldn't say there's much to complain about. I mean, it's just the whole team. I mean, um, when, Brad, when Brett came on, I think that literally changed Leicester complexion 
I mean, yeah. was Hamer goes off and Pratt came on simultaneously. Both these things really uh, helped uh, Leicester to win and Coventry to yeah. So really interesting to see whether NDD plays more games in there because he's yeah, we'll after all he's a central midfielder. I can't expect him to score. Yeah, yeah. Medicine, so, yeah. Just to round it off, um, Juicy Hall looks vastly underpriced at seven and a half million. Um, just to give a couple of other stats: three key passes, um, three shots on target, and then he had five other shots, two off target, three blocked. So he at seven point five is an absolute steal for him at playing number ten and filling Madison's shoes. So I think if you've not got him, probably get on him very quickly. Coventry will be kicking themselves not not getting something out of this game. They certainly had multiple chances. They were a bit wasteful in front of the goal at times. Um, so they will be kicking themselves if they didn't get something out of this game. Okay, and now just some early thoughts on game week two. Any transfers, Captain C? Obviously a lot no. change in midweek. Have a check. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as of now, mm, the same formation continues, 3-4-3, three, three, but my two Plymouth guys are on the bench, uh, starting with Ingram, who faces uh, Sheffield Wednesday at home, and Davies, who faces Stoke City at home. Uh, my change uh, might start with Mumba, mm, but who knows? Uh, I'm not too much uh, wor- uh, uh, worried with Mumba, as I'm worried with Manning and Ranking Castillo, but Ranking Castillo faced Rotherham, so... He's probably stays might uh, bench Manning because Norwich look really good on the first game of the season. The four usual four midfielders stays um, Frogger, uh, some uh, Siniestra, Chella, and Trisbury Hall. The three up top is James Bedford or Sims. Okay, captaincy wise, I have put captaincy on Dewsbury Hall um, because uh, Chella faces Norwich at home. And uh, I pair of faces with from away. So Dewsbury Hall faces Huddersfield away. So that's a plump fixture for Leicester, who I'm, I'm going to think he's going to, Leicester going to score goals, a lot of goals. But who knows? Like, I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, put my vice on Nisbet so far because he, they face Bristol at home. At home, uh, always back a guy who's playing at home uh, for the first game of the season. Um, not in terms of match week one, but their first home game. So they will be pumped up for it. The Millwall fans at the den. So, yeah, um, in terms of transfers, I'm not doing anything, just rolling because it's assessment time. Not with the transfer window open, it's assessment time. So, yeah, transfer rolled. Captain Seduce Rehaul. Hopefully, have a good start again. Cool. And here's my team. Um, also going to roll for, for more information, as we all probably should in game week two. Um, and yeah, happy enough with how the team looks. I'm currently starting for deck, however you say his name, the Ipswich goalkeeper over Dieng. Uh, and I've also got the captaincy on GSB Hall purely because of the fixture, like you say, plum fixture. Um, some of the other fixtures are a little bit tougher from an attacking standpoint. So yeah, that's that's me. Um, currently benching key for uh, Leif Davis. That's the only change, really. So, yeah, hopefully, like you say, the the start, it'll be a, a positive game week. And we'll come out with some good yeah. information. Vice captaincies on James Ward-Prowse currently. Yeah. And now, over to David for his game week two plans. I'm looking forward to the next game week. Uh, yeah, my plans looks 
pretty straightforward because I have a transfer that I have to do most likely already because Castanet didn't start and it looks like it didn't start because he's probably going. Uh, so uh, I think I'd either get him out right away or bench him because I have a strong squad, I think, uh, because <laughs> I got some tips in the chat for to make my team not an FPL team, but a gaffer team, which means having a almost 15-man 15, 15 squad with uh, some uh, more money in defense than in FPL. So I can just bench him for Davis or uh, someone else. I could also roll, uh, like if I bench him. But uh, also, <laughs> while I was uh, preparing for this, I saw that uh, Steffi Mavididi got uh, an assist and he's, he's a player that I... Uh, I'm interested because, let's be honest, it's because I've played FIFA this year and he's got lots of informs. <laughs> so it just he just looked like a good player. But uh, if he starts, uh, I think he could do well in a league that's like this because he's already got uh, League One um, experience. So yeah, he could be an option as well. But I, then I would have to find some money somewhere. So I'm not that interested in taking hit the first game week, even though I'm pretty used to taking lots of hits and hits in every fancy game I play so we don't know and uh, captaincy wise I think <laughs> a bit recency bias of course but uh, it is what it is uh, I think I will put the captain on Lusa because he plays Plymouth um, uh, so that I think that's a good game and VC right now is on uh, Armstrong uh, the Southampton striker uh, in lack of more obvious options but I will probably change it uh, but yeah, I think that's it. I uh, I'm looking forward to the next weekend to be on the pod again. Uh, so we are going to. I'm looking forward to also playing the Super League game. So we'll talk about that later. But that's all for me. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a good episode, and we'll talk to you later. So, how <laughs>
All right, and that uh, wraps up this episode. Do comment below what you thought of it and whether you preferred this sort of format. Um, I know there's a lot we didn't cover because I feel like we, there's a lot packed into this week, a lot of interesting stuff. Um, but, yeah. um, you know, we, we wanted to keep it short and sweet. We haven't quite made it under half an hour, but we gave it a really good go. And for that, I think we can be proud. Um, keep an eye out on Twitter for Thursday Night Wars updates as well. We will um, update you on how Game One went there. Wednesday is a Super League preview. It will be a longer video, and David will be back yep. for that. So we will see you there if you're playing that game. Failing yep. that, we will see you hopefully next week for another one of these um, Game Week 2 reactions videos. But until then, it's goodbye from me. Namaste from me.